Zach, you ready to do this thing? I'm Zach. Oh, excuse me. Were you ready? Do you want me to do that uh, again? And I'm Colin. And welcome to the Mouse Casts Scratch Cats. <laughs> the Crass, crass Mats Hats Mats. <laughs> no, we should do it. We should definitely do it again. Okay. I burped really bad. <laughs> right as I was trying to say it. Oh, yeah. It was good Foley art there. I might uh, in the middle of this episode. You should sell that on like soundeffects.com. I'll put it on YouTube and it'll be a one minute logo intro. It'll be like doodly do 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 doodly do. It'll be like Colin McSweeney's production. And then it'll be a five second clip. I'm Zach and I'm. What we need is that belch, but then slowed down 800 times and then it'll sound like Seeger Rose. Yeah. I like that. Do you know about that, Brian? Not a clue. Justin Bieber's like baby, baby, baby. Eight hundred times it, slower. They slowed it down eight thousand times, <laughs> and then it sounded like this awesome trippy, like ambient, like uh, it was Cigarose basically Seagaros. Yeah, yeah it's really good. Check All right. out Seagaros if you haven't heard it. Let's go, Zach. <laughs> I'm Zach, and I'm Colin, and, and welcome, welcome to, to the House Plants Podcast. You're here to talk about music, media. And the mission of Jesus. And manacles. And lots of other things. Fourth, fourth M. Mandibles. Last time it was monkey, so we're just trying it out, people. Putting an extra M in there. So Let's just add all the M's we can. All right. Cool deal. Is there any M names in the Bible? Quick, Brian. Melchizedek. Yes! How good is this guy? All right. <laughs> you didn't go for, like, Miriam or... Mary, you went or straight to Mark. Mark. <laughs> I had that one in my back. No, pocket. I go straight straight for the ones that matter. So, so yeah. oh yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. So, uh, who you just heard from, who had a snappy quip, is our good friend Brian Duncan. Say hello, hi, Brian. Hey, how's it going? Good to see you, Brian. Good to see you guys. So, uh, we'll hear from him in a little bit. But first, Zach, do you want to do a worship song, which you're not going to play on? <laughs> I would love to hear you guys do a worship song. Actually, <laughs> so here's how it went. Zach and I were going to do a song, me on guitar, him on cajon. Brian came in. He's like, hey, how come I don't get to play the cajon? And then Zach and me were like, you can play it if you want to. Sure. And Just then, make all these demands, Brian. And then he was like way better than <laughs> Zach. Oh, I mean, they were both exactly the same. But Brian is the guest, so we just are catering to him. It's all, it's all about me. So, um, yeah, we're about to play a song that I wrote really recently. In fact, I wrote it like last night or the night before. And it's about our subject matter, and it's kind of up-tempo and totally different stylistically than what I usually play. But I hope you guys like it. So here we go. When you tell me I will go Thank you. 
Thanks for letting me manhandle uh, my <laughs> no, way into playing so, the drums on that one. That not was... not kidding, though, for everybody listening, Brian was just like, hey, I haven't really played the cajon. Can I try? And that was the result. He's pretty darn good, <laughs> didn't you say? All right, Brian, welcome. So your hey, first you time guys. playing the cajon first time. was recorded. First, well, <laughs> <that's>, uh, <laughs> and going to end up on an album. Hey, awesome. Zach, yeah, there we go. Hey, Zach, <laughs> wouldn't that be great if every time someone picked up an instrument for the first time, somebody was there to record it? Yeah. And then later they could show it and be like, wow, check this out. Yeah, this, I've never played a fifth century pipe organ. Here we go. Let's, it's kind of like this. Let's rock this. I don't know if you guys have ever played The Sims, but the first time a Sim picks up a guitar or piano, it ain't pretty. It sounds a little like right. this. Like... The first time that I picked up a guitar and played, I remember I was sitting in the living room in the of Sims our house. Or in real life? No, in real life. Oh, okay. Um, this is... I'm really picking up this guitar. I'm really playing it. I'm going to figure out these chords or whatever. Um, cat walks in to the corner of the living room. Just like, like an actual cat. Actual cat. Okay. Looks at me for like two seconds and just. Awesome. <laughs> barfs all over the floor. So on that note, Brian, would you like to pray <laughs> yeah, for man. us? Yeah. That would be really cool. Sure. Go ahead. Cool. Father, I uh, just thank you for being here. We, uh, we give you praise Lord for uh, just your goodness. Um, for being a, a holy God, um, a father to us, uh, for your son, Jesus, for dying for us. We, um, give you, uh, just all the glory. Um, father, we just pray your Holy spirit, um, lead us during this time, uh, and lift up and, and pray for the friend of mine whose son, uh, struggling tonight. We just pray your, your healing on him. Um, and God, we uh, we pray that you uh, bless our families mm -hmm. and our, our wives as we're away during this time and uh, that we can uh, return back to them just encouraged and, and ready to uh, continue just loving our families. Uh, so, God, we love you. Shame we pray. Amen. 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 All right. Awesome, dude. So, Brian, who Amen. are you? <laughs> who the heck is this guy? <laughs> yeah, this, this is the weird part where I have to, like, say things about myself without being yeah. prompted other than who are you? Uh, we I'm, could just call you Christie's husband and then never like, I am uh, <laughs> not the author in the family. That's my wife. She's been on this uh, program before um, for her book, keeping tally shameless plug. It's all good right there. That's right. Keeping tally illuminating the illuminating lies that illuminate you. 
Andrew Light. <laughs> Illuminating li- the lies that imprison you. Yes. Uh, oh, okay. Go back and yeah. listen to that. Episode five. Yes. Uh, I'm going to forget the episode numbers at some she's, point. She's one. awesome. Yeah, hopefully it's yeah. like episode uh, five of like five million for you guys. So that Thank would be you. Uh, That would be really cool. Be awesome. yeah. Me and Zach had a nice talk about that today. And um, we have two patrons. So. Yeah, awesome. Whoa. You got to start somewhere. I have no patrons. So you guys are like, awesome. <laughs> hey, I don't even patrons. have an account. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So, okay, so I'm, uh, yeah, so Christy Duncan is my wife. Um, we have uh, three crazy awesome kids. Um, they are crazy Who awesome. should be in bed by now. Um, but if not, that's okay. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I'm uh, currently teaching at, at uh, a middle school, Fairstown Middle School. Um, and then we'll end up at Madison Southern here pretty soon with the job that I have as it moves on with the kids. And... Um, I don't know. I don't know how much you, you want me to share at this point. Brian, let uh, me ask you something. <laughs> you ask the questions, I'll answer. <laughs> let me ask that? you yeah. something, Brian. Um, let me do the whole like anger management with Adam Sandler and um, Jack Nicholson thing. <laughs> yes. I'll be like, no, that's what you do. <laughs> who we're asking who you are. It's like, I don't know what you want me to say, man. <laughs> Eventually. Existentially, no, I'm here, confused, but no, I'm no. not. So is that kind of the answer? So Brian, before? you're also um, involved in a number of uh, ministries we talked about, but uh, namely, the church that I attend, Center Church, mm-hmm. you are, I would call a like co-pastor, uh, one of a few. <laughs> I guess um, you could te- say that. Technically, uh, if titles were being thrown around, uh, I am one of the elders at our church. Mm-hmm. Um, myself and uh, another gentleman, Jason Rowe, we um, we founded, started the church um, mm-hmm. under the leadership of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's that's. The, the church that, that we're at, uh, I'm not, I'm not pastoring, but, uh, I guess to use the term, uh, people have spoken about the pastoral roles that I have in their lives or yeah. the, the way pastorally I, I'd say you're a pastor people. to me. <laughs> well, thanks man. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I, I think it comes more from just wanting to, to minister to people, uh, loving people. And uh, as far as like official titles goes, uh, I don't I don't have one. I had one with the church, with Center Church, and I stepped down and away from that, mm. um, but remained on at the at the church uh, for um, no other reason than just to be a part of what our church is doing. We're excited about it, and um, it's been good. So cool. Yep. So Zach, yeah, what you got for Brian? <laughs> Long we start on the top yeah. of the list there. Yeah, well, uh, you wanted to talk about how both of us met Brian. Yeah, we, we yeah. both, like every guest we've had on, we've met at some in some capacity. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. Christy may have been the only, like, stranger to you. I did not know Christy previously. But everybody else we've, yeah. Yeah, we've talked to. Yeah, I, I remember Brian from uh, the Haiti Aid concert several years back <laughs> yeah yeah was that, was back, that at yeah. uh livewire the where, where was that the ruth message oh, this number. was after livewire sure it was at ssb oh oh yeah, 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 yeah that's right EKU. oh the ruth yeah. message that's, yeah. that's right yeah i was so thinking because there was a uh, uh benefit concert at uh, livewire coffee shop i, I do remember livewire i'm old enough to have been to livewire yeah. like Me too. my freshman yeah. year Played some, but, I, I think I played um, a GameCube uh, Mario Kart yeah. in that. Oh, really? In the, yeah. in the back room? In the back like room on the, the left. Oh, yep. yeah. Yeah, they had like a like a bunch of Schecter guitars on the wall. And then yes. there was like the GameCube and stuff in the back. And, oh, that's neat. You know, I wasn't a big coffee guy, so I just went and played video games. Yeah. You know. well, I had been there a few times and saw um, various people, like people that were like seniors when I was a freshman. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, Brian's class and a little bit younger. Yeah. 
But yeah, um, so you so you met Brian uh, also, wouldn't you say, uh, didn't you say at the Y or something like that? I also kind of uh, reconnected with Brian right. a few years after that. Um, we were working with Ken Southgate yep. and he wanted to open a smoothie bar at the Y yep. as yep. a ministry. Yep. And so we did that for, I don't know, it was a very short lived thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I wanted that thing to work out so bad, but it, it just didn't for a lot of different reasons. It was right. good. Well, it lasted. That's right. Two month run. Yeah, I think. Right. I think, I think yeah. at some point somebody tried to do a smoothie bar at like Madison Central. Mm. Is that the mm. same thing? I, I don't no. know. I thought this it was, was the same company as the No, this one. was through um, Caffeinated Kernel. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. So we had yep. the coffee shop at the Wesley Foundation and that was there for two years. Um, but the first summer that we had the shop open, um, we convinced our barista friend, Bethany, to um, <laughs> help us incorporate the smoothies into the Y for some of the people working out and stuff. So. Say what you want about Bethany, but she uh, puts all of her energy into stuff when she's involved. In it. It's pretty cool. Um, so, OK, so I mean, I met you the same same concert, really. But I think even at that time, I was like, "Hmm, I think I know you from somewhere." <laughs> I think I did that with yeah. your wife too. I was like, "I think I know Christy from somewhere else." Yeah, you were you guys, guys at the Vineyard then? Uh, we you were, were yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I was a church. associate pastor at the Vineyard at that time. Yep, nice. Mm-hmm. Brian is. Um, what's that uh, famous song? I've been everywhere, man, across the mountain. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Brian's done a whole like lot it. in the past. I feel like it. My, my goal in life is to hit all 50 states. I'm so close. So close. Oh, Are you? I'm close. Okay. Yeah. What, what you states have, left? have you not yeah. yet? Uh, there's like five, I think. I, oh, really? Um, that name few. them. I want to hear them. See, Alaska. 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 Hey, okay. Yeah. The hard um, ones to get to. Puerto Rico. Maine. So basically like. Is that a state calling? Uh, I've been to Puerto Rico. <laughs> So that, that Puerto Rico counts. Uh, the corner states, so like Alaska, Hawaii, Maine, but obviously I've been to Florida. It's like my whole family moves to Florida at some point. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, I used to live in Florida for a long North time. North Dakota. Mm, I've never think, been to North Dakota I think either. Jessica's from there. She lived in Alaska, <laughs> then moved to yeah. North Dakota. Oh, the two places you haven't been. There's a couple others I can't, I can't think of off the top of my head. But nice. I've, been to, I've been to a lot of them now. Yeah. So. I've only been to like... Everywhere north and south of our location. Mm. And then one time I went to California. <laughs> that was it. That's the only west I've ever been. Yeah, I've been. I, I'm missing Alaska and Hawaii. Um, I've been to like the entire middle and the mm. entire south. I need to. I've been to the northwest, but not uh, California or Arizona and not like New England. Years ago, I was so, so. close to doing a pretty epic Alaska trip. A buddy of mine worked for Continental. Yeah, at that time before Continental, I guess went under or whatever. I don't even know if they exist anymore. But um, he had vouchers as an employee that he would just yeah give, he would either use or give to his friends. And he was like, "Where do you want to go?" I was like, "I want to go to Alaska." And he was like, "Are you sh- you sure? Man, like yeah. like why not warm?" I was like, "Because I've never been there and I want to go." So we had this adventure, trip. man. We had this trip yeah. planned. We were gonna yeah. probably end up dying out in the wilderness based <laughs> on what we had planned, but uh, it didn't it didn't go like through, into so. the wild. Pretty much, yeah. It, it, Into the wild, go to Alaska. You're sure to like die. In that. That's right. That movie would have been a lot shorter. Yeah. Um, uh, Jessica claims that Alaska is beautiful in the summer. I'm sure it is. She lived in Anchorage around there, and uh, she seems to think it was great. I mean, I'm sure it is, but I don't know if I could do it. We'll <laughs> see. Yeah. But uh, she keeps telling me like one day we'll go check it out. But yeah. So. Anyway, so I guess I could ask both of you this question, but like, how are you both like involved with Center Church? Like, what's going on with that ministry? Brian, let me take this one. Okay? You, you take that one, Colin. <laughs> Brian and Jason, as you heard, are elders. I am actually head pastor and worship director. <laughs> 
And you know what's Out, interesting? Outreach, uh, outreach coordinator, outreach children's. Coordinator. Well, youth. I delegate the children's to uh, uh, Christy Rowe, and um, <laughs> yeah. she does a great job. I mean, if I needed to, I would step in. But he does all of her marketing and PR, <laughs> yeah. all that too. No, all right, go ahead, Brian. I'm done. <laughs> Colin, uh, Colin leads worship, and um, yeah, he uh, is a great, great part of the the church. Well, the question best. was, what are our roles? Is that or what? Yeah, and, and what's the mission of the church? Like, tell our listeners about it because I. Um, so I guess technically, if I can continue to use that word over and over and over again, because I feel like when I explain the church, like people look at me a little cross-eyed <laughs> because it's not normal in today's context and today's sense. But we're we're a house church. Uh huh. Um, we we share the responsibilities of where we meet. Um, most people probably understand it more as what their churches would do in terms of like small group. It feels like a big devotional with all of the other church elements that you need mm. to have a church, in my opinion. That's sure. It's like. Yeah. So, you know, for people trying to wrap their heads around it, I, yeah, yeah, I would, I would agree. I mean, that's it. So we, we, <laughs> I mean, we even gave, we even took communion uh, for Easter. So yeah. oh, great. So yeah. it's a, it's a church. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So we, you know, we, we, we meet together. The, um, the, the people that are coming are, are, uh, you know, committed people and, you know, there's occasionally we'll have new faces or, you know, people that come in and, um, join us because they've been invited or whatever. I mean, um, you know, so it's, it's been good. It's, it's one of those things where at first we met, um, when we were starting the church in my house, uh, at mm-hmm. our, where we used to live in our living room, because we didn't have a space. We, it was, you know, most church plants start in someone's living room. We outgrew the living room, um, an, a member of the church, um, his grandmother owns a, um, a chapel in Berea. And so we would meet there, uh, you know, occasionally and, um, you know, started meeting there more regularly. And then, um, that space was not, um, it was okay. I mean, it was good. It was, it was a blessing to have the, the, the spot, but there was a place in town that was really just on my heart as far as like a meeting space went. And so, um, in Berea, there is a, a place called the folk center, which a building I just, I've, absolutely love. And, you know, it was just, it was really on my heart to, that, you know, our church ended up meeting there at some point. Um, I didn't know what that would look like necessarily, but we would meet and, um, a lot of church plants will do like, um, the load in load out scenario where you set up everything Sunday morning and then, Uh um, you know, tear everything down because it's not your official space. And so you have to clear out. So we, we did that for quite a while around that time is when, um, it was really, um, my stepping down was just necessary as far as like my family went. Um, and just, it was on my heart, you know, the Lord leading me to, to step away from that role. Uh, and based on the topic for tonight, I, you know, wait, I, wait a minute. Are you ready? Are you ready to go that, that way? Wait a minute. But, uh, you just getting into down just matter? because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who, who Maybe he in their felt right like mind, a Colin. Yeah. <laughs> who in their right mind would just step down like that? That's um, my question. Who in their right mind would step up? You want my joke? Want my joking answer or my serious answer? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it might be. We'll get into it. This, we'll get into it may it. be the same thing, actually. No, we'll, but uh, we'll, we'll get into it for sure. Yeah. No, I'm just. Sure. Uh, but anyway, so you know when that yeah. when that transition took place, um, we yeah. were not sure if we were going to stay with the church. Um, if we needed. Um, I guess our family to kind of reevaluate who we were what, in terms of like mm-hmm. how we were interacting with the church body and uh, what we were doing um, week to week, I guess, you know, cause there was a lot of time being devoted from me and me only to 
planning this church and building this church up. And um, not that Jason or other people weren't involved. They were. Um, his wife, Christy, was involved and he was involved. Um, he shares. And even to this day, I mean, he and I share the um, a lot of the the leading and the teaching Colin teaches. Uh, I try. Back to, you know, I'm not a oh, great yeah. teacher. Yeah, but it's I good. It's good, man. Go for uh, it. Man. Daniel, other people, you know, so. But it's uh, at that particular time, yeah. it was the majority of me. And um, and it's it, so I need to step away. So like when that happened, the church actually asked us to stay and so that the church could minister to, to my family. Um, so we ended up staying and, and then there was a decision. Hey, let's instead of um, taking time and energy to load in, load out. Let's let's do the house church yeah. model, share responsibility. We'll, you know, we, so we've started moving from home to home, taking turns, who's who's yeah. hosting and. There's no real responsibility to host to being the host other than yeah. just having your house open and ready. I mean, so. that's that's what they tell you to do. Like it's church planting 101. Like sometimes, you know, it takes some humility, but sometimes it's a good thing to be able to step back yeah. and say, we're going to keep this very simple. Right. Um, there's no reason if you don't have to, well, to get that, involved with like a very that, complicated uh, setup. That simplicity um, I've noticed, I won't say we, but I know that I've noticed for people like the simplicity has yeah. been a stumbling block for people. It is yeah. a struggle for people that are so used to the production. Mm-hmm. Um, in all honesty, like a lot of church Sunday morning is, is production for yeah. good and glorious things and reasons. Um, sure. but the, at the end of that service, people have produced the outcome and we yeah. we and, and we're praying that God is involved, and we're asking the Holy yeah. Spirit to be a part of it. Um, but the the work and the effort um, people have put into that, yeah. it's not a bad. There's nothing wrong with yeah, that, yeah. And, and we don't like that's the thing that that's really been kind of opening for us is the the um, the place of n- being able to not criticize people for that anymore. Like it's yeah. not a, it's not an issue, yeah. you know. Like it's that's I'm still what, I'm still in a weird place with it, but well, for like for me, I, well, I'll just give my example, my perspective. Like um, for me. Um, I've come to a place now where it's like the, the judgment is gone, you, you know, yeah, like, yeah. like your church does that wonderful. Like, that's great. You got, it's awesome. You guys do that. Amen. And people are like being yeah. blessed by it. Our church doesn't do that. And we are so blessed by not doing that because we're doing what yeah. we feel like the Lord is leading yeah. us to do. And in, in for, for what the, our church sure. is God has yeah. many tools yeah, to, reach, for sure. to reach the people. And that's world. a struggle for some people. And for some of us, like it's been a place of like, why aren't we, Blah, 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 you know, fill in yeah. the blank. And then we've kind of relaxed from that and just realized, like, why aren't we writing our own um, VBS curriculum and making <laughs> right. our own custom props to go with it? Yeah. <laughs> so the uh, the the series, um, well, it will have been, it will have passed by the time this episode airs. So I'll say the series we just got done with. Um, we we talked a little bit about God using different things. Yeah. One of the things I have to get past is the musical elitist. And <laughs> it's funny because I'm not like some virtuoso or anything, but I am, you know, I am like very, I, I guess I had to get past this like particular like idea of how like uh, worship music is and all this. And, you know, and, and one of the weeks of the series I talk about, you know, just like what, what I think worship needs to be. And, um, but the thing is like, God can use just about anything. Sure. Like it's radical to say God could use like going to the bar, but God can use going to the bar. Can I, can I give you a story about that? Yeah. Please. Say, like, please. um, so when we, a couple different When God things. says go, go. Yeah, you know for saying, sure. Man? Well, like, okay. So when, when center church first got going, like we would have, um, elders meetings, 
Um, and the decision was where are we going to meet? Right. So mm-hmm. where are we going to go? I was, I was pretty upfront with the other guys that I was meeting with. Um, because when we first started, there was a couple other people that, um, were as far as like leadership and eldership goes, uh, for our church. Um, there was a, a, a bigger group of us than just Jason and I, um, which was by design. We wanted accountability. We wanted yeah. people there, you know, and, um, and so where were we going to meet? Okay. I was, I was pretty upfront. I don't want to meet in a coffee shop. I love coffee. I love coffee shops. And they were like, where Did you they want to meet? meet in a coffee shop? Well, it was just, it was kind of the normal it question for like Christian convenient. leadership. That you seems know? to be the go-to for a lot of, and again, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I, you know, people yeah, do yeah. that and no, I'm like, number one cool. pastor meeting place. Oh, okay. coffee shop. I personally okay. didn't, yeah. I just personally didn't want to go I'm just there. not a coffee guy. So I hardly ever go. Oh, I love it. Like I, you know, yeah. So where are we going to go? So my, my goal, um, was to go to the paddy wagon in Richmond. So that's where we met. Like our elders meetings were at the paddy. They have a surprisingly delicious menu of food. there. They have amazing food there. Um, I don't know. I'm sorry for plugging. I don't know. But but that's just where we met. But like they haven't given us any money. The interactions that we had. And that was kind of the purpose because I I knew we were going to be meeting with each other. But also there was the opportunity for meeting with other people. Uh And not that like it wasn't about making necessarily that place the mission. It was just that we have to meet somewhere. I would rather meet there than other places because of just the population that we'd be we'd be with. And just people. It's just people. Right. So um, we actually had a really amazing conversation with yeah. a, guy, a guy one night that came up to us out of the blue was like, who are you and why are you guys here? It was kind of one of those deals. And so we just right. got into a full blown conversation about him and his life and how he's doing. And we told him who we were and he was floored that we were there. Yeah. And uh, it was it was awesome. I have no clue. Like we invited him to church. And he never came. Uh, and we've to this day, because we're still talking to him, obviously, like we still pray for this guy. And, you know, maybe uh, good things have come out of it um we, we may never know you know but yeah. and but maybe we will know maybe we'll see him again yeah. and you know it'd be awesome but well, that's awesome but again it's like back to what you were talking yeah. about you were saying like um um people have different ways of reaching sure you know yep uh god uses every tool and so uh there might be some people that really really just engage with that production style church with uh lights and yeah no doubt yeah oh and listen i love like i love uh you know my wife and i like we go to concerts and stuff so like we get it you know it's it's good and coming out of music early on you know when when i was in college and at you know at eku at the then then it was baptist student union not the bsu but i was in worship ministry and playing music and justin roar and i we were in a band where we used to travel and you know part of all that stuff and it's awesome it's good stuff so i mean if I can talk about center for a second, because, you know, Brian, every, everything Brian said uh, is just kind of where we were at, me and Jessica at the time. And so we we had we had gotten done with like a big ministry and we were looking and, and we had that's the reason I had hooked up with you before. Right. Yep. Before I became the worship director at FUMC, I had uh, done some music for you all. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's Brian again. And I think it was actually maybe Zach or somebody who like forwarded an email or something like that. Oh yeah. You guys were looking and you had put out. Oh yeah. Julie was needing somebody some to fill and in. And then or, you knew yeah, Julie no. and forwarded it to That's me because right. you were out right. of town. Yeah. Yep. 
And that's how it all got. Look at this. Yeah. Look Here at this are. connection. That's a good yeah. connection. And so for me, uh, when I first saw Center, it was like uh, you guys actually met. You had a building. Yep. Or you met outside. Yep. And um, oh, that's right. We'd go to the park some too. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yeah, that was, was cool good. for us. But you know, I got the job, and then we stayed in touch. But I didn't. I couldn't go because I was working at FUMC. But after uh, we had, I had stepped down from FUMC. Um, I guess our quest was to to really reconnect with God, like in a personal way. Yeah. Yeah. And so for a while, me and Jessica did Devo and we were like, oh, man, we, this is like much better. Wait, you guys listened to Whip It and War Funny Hats? <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> the ministry according to Devo. The, the uh, gospel according to Devo. Crack so, that whip. So uh, <laughs> that's probably if we somehow connected that Whip It to Jesus, that would probably yeah. not be a good thing. So I'll just say uh, we uh, did devotional at our house, and then we went to a bunch of different churches. But when we got to back to center and connected with them, we realized like uh, we were just in that season in our life where we really needed to reconnect through the the scripture. But also, we liked having that like close knit like family where everybody kind of yeah. knows each other well. Yeah. And Jessica, being a person who is not super social, she kind of enjoyed taking her time with like each person. Yeah. And she's still not right. you know, super social, but sure. she feels very comfortable with you all. And it's just kind of part of her journey of, of uh, being a Christian is like kind of like what your wife says. You know, it's like you have to like adapt to these like outgoing people. Mm-hmm. And stuff. Yeah. But at our church, you don't really have to. You just like, you know, come there and read the scripture and That's right. relax. And- yeah. Well, and like what we're doing is I may have, I don't know if I use this term or not, but like what we're doing is not necessarily by design. You know, like some people are like, oh, is that what you've planned to do? Yeah. No, this is kind of just who we are. Like, <laughs> we're just being led. Yeah, this is, you know, we yeah. want scripture to lead us. And um, yeah, we know as a as a church, uh, we are to, to love one another and we are making attempts and sometimes horrible temp- attempts, you know, not doing it as well as maybe we should uh, or doing it extremely well at certain moments. Um, and uh, as one of the things that we have been passionate about is, is, uh, asking the question, like, how, how can the church be helping you? Not just praying for you, but like, how can, what, what is it that we can be doing in your life? Um, and sometimes we do that, um, in great ways and sometimes life's just busy and it's hard and you feel crappy about it, but it just, it is what it is. And you know, but you extend that grace towards one another. Yeah. Cool. So you guys want to dive into, um, kind of our more topical, Subject. We always have a topic. Yeah. Bring it. For this one, we were kind of thinking we would go the direction of, um, I mean, what happens when God says go? What do you do? (laughs) Like, I mean, and and that's kind of an all encompassing like idea. Because he could ask you to step down or he could ask you to like do away with something or go overseas or quit your job to do ministry. Yeah. Like there's a lot of different ways that God calls us to go. All three of us have had an experience where right. we had to step yep. down from a church ministry. Right. And so, I and mean, for different reasons, but it's still, um, it's scary, you know, yeah. Yeah. especially when you know, um, it's the right thing to do, but you know that it's going to cost you something. Well, and, and for me, it's, this is what I've been called to mm-hmm. and I'm being asked to leave it. Yeah. Like that's, that's part of the, you're the, like the struggle with it is okay. I'm here. I'm doing what I, yeah. you know, understood you Lord, to be called to doing did did God change his mind? You know, I yeah. yeah. I mean, I to be honest, I I wrestled with those things for for a while. Right? Um, was I not listening before when I stepped into this? Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, 
Yeah. So, um, I mean, it's a, it's a heavy yeah. topic cause we've all, we've all, I mean, yeah. and, and I'm not going to try and get too like super serious about anything, but I will say that like when these times come and there's a lot yeah. of like conflict inside of you and like where to go and what to do, that's when you start like, you know, the doubt and then it's like the yeah. dark place. Yeah. And, and so it's, um, yeah. So who wants to yeah. start? Who wants to talk about some of those times? Yeah. Well, I have, um, a scripture that's kind of on my mind. Please do. Um, Please. So, you know, I, I've been thinking about a lot of these things because, um, you know, it wasn't actually that long ago that I stepped down from my last job. Um, and so, you know, I'm still kind of like looking back on that, like, did, you know, God, we, we made what we thought was the right move. Like, you know, what are we doing here? Um, the president of our seminary, um, Dr. Tennant actually spoke yesterday in chapel. And he preached on Acts 16, and it's this story where Paul and Silas are trying to get into the province of Asia. And um, Acts 16, 6, next, Paul and Silas traveled through the area of Phrygia and Galatia because the Holy Spirit had prevented them from preaching the word in the province of Asia at that time. They were coming to the borders of uh, Mysia. They headed north for the province of Bithynia, but again, the spirit of Jesus did not allow them to go there. So instead, they went on to Mysia to the seaport of Troas. That night, Paul had a vision. A man from Macedonia in northern Greece was standing there pleading with him, come over to Macedonia and help us. So we decided to leave for Macedonia at once, having concluded that God was calling us to preach the good news there. So they had this time where they struggled because they thought like, man, we're called to go preach the gospel. Um, but it was the Holy spirit himself that was keeping right. them out yep. of that one area. And so um, that's what I feel like in a roundabout way, something similar to what I, I kind of went through, um, you know, feeling like maybe this one church was it, but then, you know, why was it taken away? Well, there's there's a purpose in that. Sure. So. I'm a I'm a big uh, God always has a plan. Like in some people like I know that's like a really obvious thing. Most Christians would mm-hmm. agree on. But I think it's a lot weirder for people to like really dig that into like application of your life. And it's like um, always saying like this bad thing yeah. is part of God's plan is like really hard. Yeah. But for me, especially. But all right, Brian, go ahead. What you got? Well, I was I was just going to say like that. That going until the Lord tells you to quit or, or send or stops you. Yeah. You know, um, when we Christy and I had had moved back to, to Kentucky um, several years ago and I, you know, there's a lot of circumstances around um, spiritually why we came back to Kentucky Um from where we were at the time and the, you know, the way we were serving the Lord at that particular time. Um, but I, I remember having kind of those thoughts of like not knowing, okay, is this what we're supposed to be? Is this what we're yeah. supposed to be doing? I didn't quite, couldn't quite tell if the Lord had like really said, this is it like, you know, and, um, but I remember just thinking through actually this, this particular verse. And then also just that idea of like, Okay, Lord, if this is where it's at, then we're just going to we're going to live as though we're going to be here forever. Yeah. You know, we're going to minister to these people. Um, we're going to we're going to serve this church and these people and the kids that I was youth pastor at the time serving them, them and their families. Um, and it was just kind of that idea of like, 
I'm willing to put down roots as deep as I need to go. But if you send us someplace else, like the Holy yeah. Spirit's going to make that, you know, yeah. that, that happen. Yeah. And it, I, it comforted me to, to be reminded of that passage because yeah. it reminds me that sometimes when God says no, it's for your good. Right. You know, and I mean, it is always for your good. Um, but you know, maybe some other call is coming that you just can't see yet. That's right. Um, so even, even God will sometimes actively work against you (laughs) in a way it to keep you, um, on, on track with what he wants for you. Well, just, you You know, know? like as God, our father, I mean, just from a parenting perspective, like with my kids, they want to do something they, and it may or may not be a good or bad thing. Yeah. But at that moment, for my wife and I towards our, our children, the answer is no, they yeah. don't understand that. And I don't really have to give an explanation. Like right. God doesn't necessarily have to give an explanation to us yes. in those moments yeah. where it's no, you know, for, for Paul in that particular situation, like he received no explanation other than like, this is where, you know, you're supposed to go. Well, why right. couldn't I go there other than this is where you're supposed to go later on in acts. And I remember us talking about this at, at church when we were studying acts. Um, Connor, remember if you were there that night or not, but, we uh, we saw later that that people were saved from that region that he was told no he couldn't go to right you know so he I ends up for that. he <laughs> ends up ministering to people that that he probably would have missed well mm-hmm. why significantly did the Lord allow people from that region to be ministered to and saved but yet not actually at their homeland you know right. like there's got to yeah. be some reason I don't know that and you know the Lord doesn't have to tell him he doesn't have yeah. you know <laughs> doesn't have to do that right. you know but but it was significant for some reason. So I don't know. So yeah, it's just a trust. It's a trust thing. Right. So I guess for for me, experiences wise, I mean, um, obviously FUMC, uh, I, I stepped down from there after about two years and some change, maybe two years and a few months. And, um, that was really just like, a a straight up like God, like saying enough's enough, like it's time to go. Uh And for me, um, for me, it was one of the biggest issues for me was like doubt and like feeling like I wasn't sure who I was hearing from and uh, hearing a lot of people in the community, a lot of people in, you know, whoever saying um, like, Hey, you know, maybe, maybe the devil is trying to get you to go or mm. whatever. Yeah. And so it really took me focusing and, and like hearing from God. And that was one of the things we talked to Christy about was like, you know, who do you know who you're hearing from? Because you might get some negative messages in there. And so, but when I finally realized who I was hearing from, I just knew clearly that it was time right. to step down. Right. And it's not the, I mean, that's just one example, but the, uh, the things in your life that, that become a conflict for you, I think for me, but for a lot of people is you start to question because I think you want the thing that he's telling yeah. you like step away from. So like for me, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's a great job. It's like a good prestige. You can always see the positives. Can't you? Right. <laughs> it's easy so, to spin it that way. But you know, yeah. the, the thing I've come to more and more, like I was saying before, is like really just being like, I know that mm. it's going to end up being better for me. I just, right. because God is asking me, I know it's going to be better. He and knows so. what we need better than we can figure it out. Well, in, so. in, in several of the circumstances, I mean, I, and I'm not going to sit here and say that like every single time, 
like I wholeheartedly just just trusted and understood and yeah. was yeah. had a peace about it and calm. Like that's I'd I'd be fooling myself and everybody if I came to that point and said that, you know, but one of the things over the years, and it's always been in hindsight looking back, I realize is that like the next place I went to, I ministered to people. The Lord put mm, people absolutely. in my life. Like there was people that that um I was allowed to, by the grace of God, be involved with, have relationships with. Um, and the Lord used me, um, in those circumstances. And that's, that's kind of been the, the thing that's brought peace is just to understand that like, okay, so even though I left this place yeah. and as hard as I was, there was always someone else, you know, and, um, that, that the Lord put in my life or I put, was put in their life for, for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been the encouraging thing always looking back. You know, even though in the moment it's a struggle, like what the heck? Like right. I thought this was where I was supposed to be, and I've not been here that long. Or, you know, this these awesome things are now happening, yeah. and now God, I really sense that you're wanting me to go and be someplace else. And that was another tough thing for me was being like, like I was absolutely certain that God was calling me to this. Right. Like, so, yeah. so why yeah. am I suddenly being called away? Yeah. Right. I, I really do think that even those small times that you're like in ministry, when you step down, I think all of that was his plan too. Yeah. Like that small season. Right. Um, Like currently right now, like I really wanted this job that came and went recently. I had like a job opportunity and it didn't work yeah. out. But because I didn't get the job. Right. I'm still at center, which I think is actually better for me, but also I would, I would think so. (laughs) I understand. It's okay. But also I'm doing a ministry now with a a, a woman named Carolyn and a cool guy named Aaron uh, Wallace. And so that Mm -hmm. was a ministry I probably could not have done. Yeah. Uh, And so now I'm involved with two ministries that I feel like are really great. And then I'm doing this podcast. uh, Yeah. And it's just a lot of ministries that I know are, are, God has led me to. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't, can't call it a, like a missed opportunity because now right. I have three new great opportunities. Right. And I mean, even us, we are still kind of in the midst of transition. Um, but I was on staff at a church for, well, I was on at one church and then another. So I was working every Sunday, um, leading worship all the time, hardly ever got a break for maybe like four or five years straight. And so for the first time in years, I mean, I'd been doing this since before I got married, even Um, like me and Kara were able to just go to church together. And God's been so faithful through that. Yeah. Just being able to sit in worship with my wife consistently for a few months at a time. Like that's been great. And growing with her. Yeah. 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 We've grown together through this. We've both been challenged. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've been stretched. It's been crazy, but, you know, God has just shown continually that he is good. Right you now, that's what I mean, it's the same thing with center because, you know, for a while it was like, and what's funny is Jessica is kind of like the like synergy meter. Cause if she comes there and she'll like start <laughs> drawing or something, I'm like, this church is not going to work. Like we're not, we're not like engaged at all. Um, but you know, center has been great for that. So if she, she starts doodling, I, I know to move on. Right. No, like, <laughs> I just want to read two scriptures that I felt like really spoke to what we were just uh, talking about. So the first one is Jeremiah seven twenty three, and it says, but I, and this is in the NIV, but I gave them this command, obey me and I will be your God and you will be my people. Walk in obedience to all I command you that it may go well for you. Mm-hmm. And so 
I we talked about this at center a little bit, Brian, but like this idea that like um God isn't asking you to do these things to your detriment. Right. Yeah. And like the problem with that is that anybody who may like conflict with the idea of God telling them what to do, like that's what I think is funny. It's like uh <laughs> like <laughs> what? You guys just do whatever God tells you to do. It's like, yeah, we do. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then, um, so just crunch on that, everybody. But then this one I think is really good too. And, has to, and it kind of has to do with um, being like strong whenever you are doubting, like whether or not yeah. you should go or not go. And it's Joshua 1, 9. And it says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And so basically what I hear when I read that is when God like asks you to step down and you're, and you're strong and courageous and you, and you just go without reservation, then God is like with you through the whole process. Right. And he has been. Well, and it's, it's easy. What am I trying to say? So it's, it's easy, obviously again, looking back, but in those moments, so the, the, this is what, okay, so, all right, we're, the three of us have at one point had a calling in our life in the ministry in some capacity or whatever. Um, yeah. And, and for those that are listening, you know, like people have had that calling, whatever. Uh-huh. And I think the thing to remember with what you just read and the thing we're talking about or whatever, and, and what keeps coming up on in my mind is, is uh, don't, don't say we're going to do this, but if the Lord wills. Right. So, yeah, we so, talked about that. Uh, yeah. So if it's, if it's God's will, okay, then he if he's commanded us, is it God's will? Well, yeah, like that's yeah. obviously what a command <laughs> is, you know, like right. obviously he willed it if he commanded it. But right. for this here to be uh, be strong and courageous, do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Like understanding that, OK, God called us to submit and to serve him. All right, God, yeah. but I want to be here. No, I told you to go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, right. all right, so my will is not important at that point. Yeah. You know, like if he's saying to right. go, then then your family, whatever it is, whatever the job, whatever the situation is, like, like he, you go, you know, yeah. like that's, a, yeah. and it's, like I said, it's easy to sit here and look back and, and to not be in a mm-hmm. crisis circumstance of, of faith of, all right, Lord, like we've built this up. Like we have this house, we have this mortgage, like I'm in this job, you know, and Christy and I talk about that. Like, you know, if the Lord wills, like what's going to happen, yeah. like what are we going to do? You know? And those are real deal things, especially like not to minimize your all situation, but like with kids, like, you know, they're in school, oh, yeah. you know, and I've, I've met people, I mean, we all have, Trust where me, Brian, we're both like kids. So we have to <laughs> deal with each other. <laughs> yeah. 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 So like, you know, I don't, people's circumstances are what they are and not one is any more important than the other. But you know, when you have those things that you have to like mm-hmm. to figure out, that's really what it is. It's just about, okay, how do we figure this out and then do what the Lord is calling us to do? Uh-huh. Um, because we've all met people. I'm sure I know I have, I'm sure you guys have where they uprooted their family completely and moved way far away or whatever, Yeah, yeah. you know, and that's scary um, stuff. That is scary yeah. stuff. And, um, you know, yeah. I mean, okay. So I have a, we always have like notes and stuff of like stuff to ask. And we kind of like have talked through. All we've gotten to all these points, maybe not in the exact order, but, <laughs> but we've hit very most organically. Everything. But I just want to touch yeah. on a few things that are, I feel like things that are common that kind of come up. So yeah. I, I might, I might just talk about, I just go back and talk about one or two things. So one of the things I wanted to, to mention was this idea 
if you're in ministry and and God is telling you to step down, we're talking about that a lot more. But I think that when God says go, go can apply to almost anything. I mean, obviously starting or stopping, starting yeah. or stopping. But right. um, and so one of the things I wanted to say is some of the things that hold us back from doing the things that that God is telling us to do are the things that are stressful concerns yeah. of the world. And so right. I will not I will not for a second sit here and try and diminish money problems because money problems are like the number one stressor of like married couples. Like, the, yeah, like, isn't money problems like the number one cause of divorce? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And so, like, I won't diminish that, but I will say this. There's always going to be a time when you think, I need to stay because of money, or I need to stay because of this, or I need to stay because of this, or myself, or whatever. But we forget so often that God has always been, like, our number one, like, resource. Yeah. And so, like, just like with a podcast or anything else, we step out in faith, Mm. which is basically what we're talking about tonight. And we say, God, I just trust you're going to provide like whatever the next step is. And so in the case of things like stepping out of a ministry job, and I will say not to be too like rude or anything, but ministry and like, you know, (laughs) I ain't a million. I've never been a felt like a millionaire or anything, but it is. I mean, there are, there are people who support their families on absolutely ministry jobs. I'm I'm, I'm just saying like, yeah, even in a job that pays a little bit, it still feels like you're going to lose like a whole lot of your Mm -hmm. resource. But yeah, um, I don't think there's ever been a time where, me and Jessica have ever felt like we were on the street. And I think a good portion of that comes from the fact that we've just continued to trust God to handle it somehow. Yeah. And it always seems to work out. And so what I'm saying is like all these reservations people might have about like for you, Zach, um, do you care to talk about this um, seminary thing? Your decision to go to seminary? Oh yeah. I mean, that that's was another, a, that's a big thing. I, think. I, I never thought uh, that I'd be able to pay for seminary. Um, always wanted to go, but fear kind of held me back. I think I knew that I wanted to go to seminary about three or four years before I actually pulled the trigger on mm. it. Um, yeah. And when I took that step of faith, I said, all right, God, like you've put a desire in me to go deeper, learn more about scripture and get involved in a seminary community. Where's it going to be? What's going to happen? And it was like very soon after that, that I ended up with a scholarship to Asbury. And it was very clear that that's that's awesome where I needed yeah. to be and it's where I desired to go anyway. Just didn't know how it was going to happen. I just needed to give him just a little bit of trust. Right. You know? and, and I mean, that's really what we're, we're going over. Sure. And, um, and I'll give my wife credit too, because she was a huge encouragement in that as well. Like, I don't know if I ever would have pushed myself to put myself out there if she hadn't right. encouraged me yep. to apply, yep. apply for scholarships I, I don't like to ask for those sorts of things. She's like, no, <laughs> right. you need to ask. <laughs> She's like, what What were you doing? You you needed to be in seminary They're two only years ago. For high school seniors, not for me. Yeah. <laughs> Have any of you guys ever been in a situation? I'll ask this to you all. Zach, are we good on time? How much time we get? You think we're at 56. Okay. So we might go a little over, but I will ask this. Um, do you guys feel like you've waited too long to like do what God is saying? And like, what is the result because I have like a personal one of those. Waited too long, like to do like or I'm, not like do. I'm 38 now. Am I too old no. for this? Or no, no, no. <laughs> like maybe uh, God's yeah. like go, and then you take like two you hesitate. Yeah, I mean that's that's probably that's that's a big issue with me. Um, I mean, like I just said with seminary, I I probably could have gone to seminary sooner. 
Um, if I had gotten the act together, now I could blame it on the fact that like, oh, maybe it just wasn't the right season or whatever. Right. Um, but yeah. in some sense, you know, I do think that we have um, we have a certain amount of of free agency and and an ability to like kind of go ahead and get the ball rolling on things. Yeah. I guess so, for me, like the, I'm bad at that. Is have what I'm I waited saying, I too long? Probably would have came or probably would come up in the subject of why I'm a teacher now. Okay. Uh, so, um, multiple people in my life, including m- most of all, my wife, uh, saw that, um, me becoming a teacher would not only bless and benefit my family. Um, but as far as like, I think, I mean, they weren't necessarily saying this, but I know for Christy, she, she knew this, um, that as far as like ministering to people. Cause one uh-huh. of the struggles that I had for a long time was like, I was, uh, in some different circumstances were just, just torn down. Like I, I was really confused about, all right, what am I supposed to be doing? Like, as far as ministry goes, like I knew I was, when I was first called into ministry, right. um, at like 18 or something like that, um, I knew it was youth ministry, but then as my growth um, over the next several years, the long list that I had sent to you. Um, oh yeah, that was an extensive list. I yes, um, the the growth I'd experienced, I wasn't sure if that calling was the same, like if it was always going to be towards youth ministry or working with kids, um, and so different like pastoral roles and different things came up and. So there was just this land of confusion I lived in. But, you know, as far as like supporting my family, that was always a necessity um, for any of us, you know, as husbands and and, uh, for me as a father, like making sure that I'm supporting my family. um, That is that is number one. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, I'm going to serve the Lord. Yes, I'm going to you know go where he commands me to go. But uh, if that means my family's left behind in the process, then I'm in uh, horrible error at that point. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, so like people knew that that was a path, that was a route that I was probably, that was probably in my future. And I hesitated like a long time for that. Um, until finally, like, I think the Lord allowed me to be miserable, (laughs) uh, (laughs) even though it was in a, in a place where I grew and it, it was just the, you know, a lot of growth comes where there's pressure, you know? And so like, um, um, so I, you know, I made that switch and that transition and finally pulled the trigger on going into to education and, and teaching, um, and now working again with students, which is interesting because that was the original calling in my life, you know, in youth ministry. And I do that like every day now for yeah. <laughs> public education. Right. Yeah. So, uh, but there was on my part, going back to the original question, like, did you wait too long? Yeah. Yeah. I waited too long. Like I, it should have been, I should be like 10 years into teaching now instead of just starting, getting ready to start mm-hmm. my fifth year. So, um, yeah. And, and, and yeah. And God, and God was calling you to that. You just didn't hear it. Yeah. 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 For sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I mean, yeah, we can certainly put things off. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm number one for that. For (laughs) sure. So, so with this, this is going to be a shameless, like houseplants podcast, like plug thing, but I'll just say when, when things were, still settling the dust was still settling after this job thing fell out and then um with zach uh i guess stepping down from fumc and and me and zach were just in like a place where we're like a nebulous place mm-hmm. i just heard this nice word i was at i was at church and <laughs> i was like stellar. i think i was at church <laughs> listening to like a books on tape of like matthew or something and then i just like paused it and i texted zach while i was at work and i said we should make a podcast 
And Zach was like, um, okay. And I was like, I'm not kidding. <laughs> and I remember thinking that day, like if, if I, if I sit around thinking about all the reasons why, like it couldn't happen, it won't. Yeah. And I was like, I think God wants us to do it because now we have like opportunity to do it. Yeah. And then at that moment, I was like, I need to take all this energy I feel right now and never let it slow down. <laughs> yeah. Like went over to Zach's was like, here's what we need to do. Blah, 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 blah. And then Zach was like, OK, I've organized. I will make a big poster board. <laughs> well, I, th- I think one of the things you said that's important in that is, is that you were waiting for the perfect moment. And so many times in our lives, especially yeah. when it comes to ministry, especially when it comes to, to, to acting on faith in the Lord. We wait for perfection. Right. It's not happening. It's, it yeah. doesn't. You know, we like, are not in the perfect moment to start a podcast. We will Lord, probably never yeah. have no, well, right. yeah. the perfect moment and, to start And so a many of those things, you know, yeah. like wh- whether it's sharing the gospel with somebody or doing yeah. missions or whatever, you know, if somebody's deciding to, you know, step out of faith and do whatever. Right. It's not going to be perfect. Like it is, it is trust in that, in, in having faith, you know, and knowing that God has, has called you to it and. Just stepping out and realizing that, you know, there's... Yeah. Stepping out and trusting. <laughs> That's what this song's about, people. So, um... Was it the perfect time to write that song? <laughs> I feel like, I mean, lately, I mean, and this is just like brand new people. Because like Zach, for, like he was just describing for a while, I would just be like, hmm, I don't know. Maybe this isn't the best thing, but... I don't know. I'm fine. I'll just chill for now. And now I'm like geared up. I'm like, anytime I hear what I think is the Lord, I like pray yeah. about it. And if I'm sure yeah. it is, I'm just going to like go feet first. So like uh, two days ago, uh, we don't really have a song for this podcast. We got to keep coming up with like original stuff or do like a hymn. I'm sure we can yeah. do a hymn. And then like I was up at like maybe seven, eight and Jessica yeah. like went to bed early and I was like, you know what? Just got my guitar out. I was like, <laughs> "What if? Through the what if by the end of this, we're like Charles Wesley, and we have like three thousand songs? <laughs> Gosh, that would be crazy." Yeah, I told Zach, I was like, "We can't, <laughs> we can't. It's not reasonable for the viewers to expect us to come up with fifty-two original songs for every week." That Why we not? The I think they do expect you, but <laughs> I think we can try. We can try. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Um, what else? I'll just finish up with a little scripture, and then I'll ask like a final question. We can the question. Yeah, right? yeah, we can ask a. But I wanted to say that in Matthew 6, which is a super famous scripture, you know, and it has the Lord's Prayer in it and stuff. But I wanted to go through kind of what Matthew 6 is all about. He talks about how to pray, but then he talks about how to fast. Um, and he's, you know, when you fast, you anoint your head, and wash your face. But then it goes up to the it starts talking about uh, laying up treasures in heaven. Um, do not lay up uh, for yourselves treasures on earth. Um the eye of the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be of light. But, and then it goes on and it keeps talking about like the different things that you shouldn't really like worry about. And like Jesus is trying to get people to like sort of center in on like what's more important. Mm-hmm. And then he talks about don't being anxious, which I love that one. Like anybody who doesn't read uh, Matthew six twenty five all the way through to the end, <laughs> it's like so good. It's, it's great. Um, don't be anxious about your life. Um, I mean, just the analogy of the, uh, the birds and, you know, uh, but anyway, so that whole scripture kind of talks about the things we should really not be focusing on. And then at the bottom, uh, in 33, it says, okay, well, I'll start in 32 for the Gentiles seek after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them all. So we're going back to like that prayer thing we're talking about your will be done. Um, And in 33, it says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, 
and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So hmm. what I wanted to address there is that constantly we're worried that like when we do these things or when God's calling us to this, that we're going to have some kind of issue with the money our food or whatever. And it goes through all of these things that we should not be anxious about that the Gentiles are anxious about, but it says to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So seek that first. So if we're constantly checking back with God and saying like, is this what you want me to do? Is this your mm -hmm. will? Is this the right path? And he says, yes. Then we just take the plunge. We just go. Through. I like that you said constantly. I mean, it's like developing a habit, right? Absolutely, it's, I think it is. Yeah. I mean, if you can figure that out. For some people, they get into these ruts where it's like you start like uh, waving in and out of God's presence in some mm -hmm. regard in your own heart, I guess. But if you can figure out that like, for me, it's very routine. It's just like every day, like some point in the day, I'm going to like check in and, and just be like, am I doing what I need to do today? <laughs> like, yeah. am I totally screwing up? Right. God? right. But, well, um, and the, the thing that like, Okay, so let's just be honest. We we live for real in the uh, for the Gentiles seek after world, right? Yeah. So we are our, our salaries, and if we're talking about like ministry and like getting a job in ministry, part of the hangup is that like we're looking for a job that, um, or hoping that the job pays for all the tertiary things that we want as American citizens. Yep. You know sorry. what I'm saying? So like, yeah, the, sorry. <laughs> we're taking videos and pictures. And, and the, <laughs> the struggle that we have is not that we're seeking after God's kingdom. It's that we're not seeking after God's kingdom. Yeah. 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 Like we are seeking after the stuff and then just hoping that God is a part of it. Yeah, absolutely. You know? and, absolutely. And, and that, that section right there, like 633, but seek after, like that is that, uh, convicting reminder. Hey, you're not chasing after the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. You, have, you know, like why should we worry and focus on these things? Like when God is saying, that's what I'm saying. When God says yeah. go, he has already accounted for all of that. Right. I, I guarantee everybody who's listening. I guarantee you that if God tells you to go do something, it will not be for your detriment. Right. Any mm -hmm. way that you slice that you, you got it. You got to get to that frame of mind. Cause if like, like, and I'm saying, like, it might be tough for you to know if it's really God. So you really need yeah. to sit with that. Yeah. Like it says in Matthew, go into a quiet place, really hear from the Lord. Um, but when you do, just know that, like, it's not going to hurt you to do what he says. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Don't fixate on the money, on all of the worries and stuff. Anyway, sorry. All that will here, follow after. Here in the unpersecuted America. I have, to, I have to throw that out there. What do you mean? Like you said, if God tells you to go, it's not to your detriment. I, oh, I would say, but oh, I would, I would say okay. like the caveat I throw in there is that like if he tells you to, if saying. he tells you to go, it's for your glory regardless of your detriment. You know what I'm saying? Like, and yes, I don't, I don't want to. I'm not trying to spin it. Like, no, you no, know, no. You're right. That's a good caveat. Because I'm, I'm, I'm here yeah. to tell you like I want to serve the Lord and my family be well off. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I want them to be well off, taken yeah. care of, and uh, God but be glorified you, but, at the same time. But my point <laughs> is that I don't know if God no, will I know. make your yeah. family. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, but I also would say well, and and you know if the sufferings that that happen for God's glory, you know, if if you take part in that, you know, ultimately God still has right restoration and life for you. Right. Right. The, it's not uh, maybe big, maybe not in this world. A big can of worms would be that guy who went to the island. 
You know mm. what I'm talking about? I'm trying to remember his name. You love that guy that went to the island. I, 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 just, I knew his name. A few months ago, there was a guy oh, yeah, who yeah, went yeah. to the island, yeah. uninha- never visited before. Yeah, and they murdered. Shot him. Yep. They shot him with arrows yeah. because they were like, no, you're not allowed to come to this island. This is our land. Um. All right. Last, I'm just going to read the scripture, not get too heavy into it. And then we're going to ask the question and call it a night. Uh, from Luke 9, uh, verse 57 and all the way to the end here. And this one's pretty obvious. This one's pretty self-explanatory. As they were walking along the road, a man said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. He's talking to Jesus. Jesus replied, foxes have their holes and birds of the air have nests. See, we have that birds thing again. But the son of man has no place to lay his head. He said to another man, follow me. But the man replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father, which some people believe doesn't necessarily mean bury his father, but... Regardless, he's talking about uh-huh. tying up some loose ends. And Jesus said, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the mm-hmm. kingdom of God. Still another said, I will follow you, Lord. But first, let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, no one who puts his hands on the plow and looks back is fit for the service of the kingdom of God. Have you heard um, No Country by John Mark McMillan? I've maybe heard oh, it's talk great. about it. So like. Um, before he came out with that song, he just tweets out that scripture where yeah. Jesus is saying, um, foxes have their holes, but the son of man has no place to lay his head. Um, and people are like, and then hashtag no country. Mm-hmm. And people are like, what is this all about? And then like 24 hours later, he posts this song. He says, I got no place to call my country. <laughs> and it's like based on like that scripture. <laughs> well, I'll just say that in regards to the scripture, we all kind of know what Jesus is saying there. And it's like those people that have those loose ends to tie up yeah. before they, they get to doing what, what Jesus called them to do. Um, that is just a reminder that we need to, to make sure we don't hesitate when God is calling us to something. And uh, especially when it comes to following like Jesus and yeah. the life he would have for us and the service and the ministry he'd have us do. So there you go. Well, I like, I guess I just want to say on, on that particular thing, as a, as a dad now, like one of the things that's just been, really clear to me just because you're, you know, kids ask, why are we doing this? Why? You know, mm-hmm. one of the things that I, there are filters that I just run through, um, a lot with actions and behaviors and, you know, just different things at the house and with what we're doing with the kids. Um, you know, it's just kind of that reminder of like explaining to them, we're doing this because we're being obedient to the Lord. Like Absolutely. this looks crazy to everybody yeah. else. Nobody understands it. You don't understand it. I'll be honest, I don't understand it, but I know that this is what God wants us to do. God doesn't right. call us to understand. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. you know, so teaching them um, to be obedient and and teaching them like you have to trust the Lord um, when he's speaking to you and, and when he's leading you. And some of the things like scripturally, you know, with the Great Commission, like we're called to disciple people. So like, right. you know, with our daughter who's um, um, she saved, she's been baptized. Um, my other two kids like you know, they love the Lord. They've not been baptized yet. Um, but with her and where she's older, like we have conversations with her about like, as a Christian, this is what your life should look like, you know? Um, and just trying to model and, and talk to her about those things about what, you know, we don't go into, Oh, this is what the great commission is, you know, but, but like, here's how you interact with your friends. Like, here's how you interact with the world yeah. around you. You know, like this is how God has called us to be. Um, so that, you know, there's going to be times th- there may come a time in the near future where, you know, we're called to go, and the kids are like, we love our school. We love our friends. Why are we leaving? 
you know, and we right. have to be able to communicate to them in a way they understand. And if we've lived that life now, then, you know, taught those things now, then, you know, and for them, like, I don't want to be a hindrance to, to their, their faith later on. Hey, right. dad, I'm called to go to Africa. If I say no, I don't want to be a hindrance to that because they've been called. Um, and, uh, and I pray diligently that that, that day will come that the, the Lord will, um, you know, not that the Lord will, you know, send them to Africa or whatever, but, but just that, that they want to, the, let me back up. I pray that, that they will want to be obedient to the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Know? It's more about yeah. the, like your heart. I mean, rend your heart, man. Yeah. That's, a, yeah. that's my favorite new saying from this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Rend your heart. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause if they're obedient to staying and, and saying like, Hey, where we live, we want to, we want to love people and minister to them and, and share the gospel with them. Local. Let ministry. them be obedient to that. You know, like, yeah. Oh, but you have to go to college like somewhere else and you've got to do the scholarship. And they're like, no, we feel called to stay here. And like, okay, like if that's what the Lord's calling you to do, roll with that, you know? Um, and I don't want to stand in their way. Right. Zach, final question. Final question. Uh, you probably know this is coming because we asked your wife this. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We ask everybody this question. <laughs> he wasn't prepared. <laughs> I wasn't prepared. Sorry. Okay, good. Good. You didn't do your homework. That means it's going to be even better. Yeah. Um, what is one thing you wish that could be changed about the way we are doing church. I mean, the whole church, like all over the world in America, the body of Christ, where oh, have we wait, either, I did where, this and I just didn't prepare. Yeah, I yeah. remember this question. Nobody does man, but it's good. It's we a, like the, the raw responses better. Question a long time ago when we first started the podcast, right. she's like, you should ask every guest this. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, we should. Okay. So it can either be something that needs to be changed, something that needs to be stopped or something that needs to be added or done more or okay. done better. Um, so the two things involved with like church that I've, I've probably put more thought into, and, and it's more of a conviction in my own life as a member of the church. Um, and, and I, I think it boils down to this, like understanding that um, holiness and righteousness within a church is what the Lord desires. Like obviously mm. like his worship and his glory. But when you put that worship and that glory above, no, I'm sorry, let me back up. When you put the worship of the Lord above your own, the only, like the holiness that exists in your life. Um, I think, you know, we're studying Hosea in, um, or have been, I guess when this airs, like maybe we were done with it by this point, but you know, I don't know. We still got a few chapters, but yeah, I mean, and, and all throughout scripture, you see circumstances where, the people are worshiping the Lord and he cares for none of it because the holiness doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. You know, they do not care one bit about um, God's holiness in their life. Um, Away with I, your noisy festivals. Yes. Yeah. That, that yeah. So like, OK, yeah. so I say in terms of like personal conviction, because like I desire holiness in my life. Like I want that and I'm not perfect and I have faults and I sin and, and slip up or whatever. Um but if that if that's the desire that I have, when it is time to worship, like if I want uh, God's uh, worship to be pleasing to Him, um, and that's only through Jesus, right? Yeah. I mean, when we when we're talking about holiness, like we're talking about like Jesus being evident and present in our life, and the fruit uh, being uh, born out of that because the Spirit is in our life, um, and that being more important. Than, than whether or not it all went well that morning right. or that at that programmed event or whatever. Those are good things. 
But if we're showing up and uh, we're despicable people, and as Paul says, and we don't have love, um, and we've come to do these things, then um, whatever's happening in that church, regardless of the denomination, is is not good. And God, mm-hmm. I, I believe, that doesn't doesn't care. Like the the fruit of it is 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 not good to Him. Is it like the tree that he lets die? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I mean, Jesus says like, you'll be known by your fruit. Right. Um, and what is, what does that look like? And he lays out, um, you know, this image of, of a healthy tree. Paul tells us later on what that good fruit is and then tells us what that bad fruit is. Um, some of those things in there that he says is the bad fruit are like despicable. And a lot of people will be like, Oh, I would never do that. Yeah. But there's some things that you are doing yeah. that you're not admitting to. You know? So, um, and even those show evidence of, of, of bad fruit. And, um, and, it, and it's, I'm not saying that to be judgmental towards those people, because like I said, like, I want that for we my all, life. We all want, well, this. I want that for my life, you know, so yeah. that as a member of the church, like the church that I'm a part of is pleasing to the Lord. Um, uh, I said two things. Oh, the other thing is that, that as people like, as the church, um, and I think this is what motivates us at Center Church, is that as the church, like, um, we are like the Bereans, that we are well studied in scripture so that... And when, you're in Berea. I know, like right? It's, it's convenient, right? Um, yeah, so <laughs> yeah. like, the Bereans were, were, stu- were well studied or committed to studying, and Paul commended them for that, because when they heard him or other people preaching, they were willing to go, okay... We're going to go study this. We're going to go figure this out and let let you know if you're right. Mm. I think too often we're hearing people preach and teach because that's the the majority of the model set up or whatever. Um, And we may not be challenging what they're saying is truth. We're we're digesting it as truth. Um, And and praise God for for amazing teachers and and people that are committed to the study of scripture Mm -hmm. and conveying that. Um, I, I just think those those two things as far as, you know, what would be healthy for the, the American church. Yeah. Um, I, I think those two things need to be evident, you know, and just, you know, taking place, you know, I don't know, pro uh, programs, whatever. I don't know. They can Absolutely. <laughs> it's a lot of stuff to chew yeah. on. I yeah, like yeah. it. Um, let me just say this next time. Get you both on here. Yeah. Christy and Brian on here. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> That'd That'll be, be a lot of fun. But Brian, we really appreciate you coming on. Thank you Thank so you much guys. for yep. all that you been uh, fun. have been doing over yeah. at Center and, and for coming and hanging out with us. Zach, what are we talking about? Man, you got to leave us a like or something. Drop some coin on Patreon. Jeez. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, please. Um, please. Help. We do accept Bitcoin. We Ooh, have two Bitcoin. patrons right as well now. as make simply it- opening your app and hitting stars until <laughs> you give us a good amount of stars. That's good. But uh, yeah, we really appreciate it. And we are happy you joined us tonight and we will talk Thank to you, you soon. Yep. Thank you, Brian, for being here. See you. See you later.